Amen. As we honor the reading of the wonderful word of the Lord. Today we're looking in the 84th division of the psalm. The 84th division of the psalm, verses 5 through 7. Psalm 85 this morning. Begin, excuse me, Psalm 84 this morning. Begin reading with verse number 5. The psalmist writes and says, Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength, each one appearing before God in Zion. Look at verse number 6 for our text this morning. As they pass through the valley of of Becca. This morning I want to talk to you for a few moments about how to get through what you're going through. How to get through what you're going through. Father, I just know today that there are people in this building under the sound of our voice today. If they're going through a difficulty, they're going through a test or a trial, a adversity in their life. And Father, I just pray today that, Lord, that you will help them today to get through what it is they are going through today. Lord, I need your anointing this morning. I I need your anointing to strengthen me, to empower me, to enable me today to deliver the word that needs to be delivered today. Father, help us today for the glory of God. All of God's people said praise the Lord. Lord. And you may be reseated this morning. I'm persuaded that most of us, if not all of us here today, we are either going through something or we have just gone through something. How do you get through what you're going through? I'm thinking back now about, oh, maybe uh, 12 years ago or so. My wife and I, we were returning home from three weeks of evangelistic ministry. We had been in three different states, three different churches in three weeks, just began a new traveling ministry. We were missing home, we were missing our family, we were missing familiar surroundings, and to be quite honest, we were a little bit blue. We stopped to get gas. I went into the convenience store, I bought me a Coke, I bought me some candy. Got back into the car, and we were rolling along, and I looked over at my wife, and knowing that we were both a little bit blue, a little bit discouraged, a little bit down, a little bit weary, and I looked over at my wife, and I said, what's wrong with this life? Just out of the blue, I said, what's wrong with this life? She looks at me like, what are you talking about? Once again, I said, what's wrong with this life? Just driving down the road, eating candy. <laughs> Would it not be nice if, if life was really that simple? Just di- driving down the road, eating candy, not a care in the world. Uh, Wouldn't it be nice if life were as neat and as simple and as glamorous as the storybooks? If life actually began with once upon a time and ended with, and they lived happily ever after. If everyone experienced the American dream that includes marriage to your high school sweetheart, oh, a three-bedroom brick home with a white picket fence, 2.5 kids... A career 
that you love. Two cars in the driveway, an obedient dog. Oh, oh, what, what if indeed you never got sick or you never lost your job or you never had too much month left over at the end of the money? Truth of the matter is all of us go through it sometimes. We all face difficulties. We all face discouragements. We all face disappointment. How do you get through what you're going through? Now in our text, the psalmist spoke of the valley of Baca. Now this word Baca literally means tears or weeping. So he is talking about when we go through the valley of tears or we go through the the, the valley of weeping. We go through the valley of heartache. We go through through, through the valley of trauma in our life. And truth of the matter is, all of us find ourselves in this valley from time to time. Whether it be a divorce, whether it be the death of a loved one, whether it be a financial setback, whether it be a layoff. Oh, we could list a a, a list a mile long this morning. How do you get through what you're going through? Let me just make some suggestions that might help you this morning. Let me suggest, first of all, you just simply need to remind yourself that this situation is temporary. If you're going to get through what you're going through, remind yourself, hey, this situation is is temporary. Oh, it, it might look black as midnight, but I'm here to tell you this morning, the sun is still going to rise in the morning. One man said that his favorite scripture in all of the Bible was, and it came to pass. He said, thank God it didn't come to stay. We just challenge you this morning, take a, take a quick peek back over your shoulder. Remember when you were going through something else. And at the time you thought you just could not make it through. Oh, oh, you thought, oh, this mountain is just too high to climb. Oh, this giant it, it is just far too big to fight. And yet today you can barely even remember the trial. And yet at the time it was all that you could think about. And today, this morning, you are so consumed with your present situation. But let me tell you that when tomorrow's burden shows up, you'll hardly even remember today's. So how do you get through what you're going through? Just remind yourself, hey, this situation is temporary. I like what Paul Harvey said. Paul Harvey said in times like these, it's good to know there have always been Times like these. Pastor, how do you get through what you're going through? Let me suggest the second thing you might do, and that is you need to just simply release your true feelings to God. Release your true feelings to God. Listen, friend, if you're angry this morning, it's all right to tell God, hey, God, I'm a little bit ticked right now. It's okay. Okay, God, I'm angry right now. Uh, If you're disappointed, tell God how you are feeling this morning. Uh, Hey, God, I'm not real happy about how things are turning out here. If you don't uh, understand, tell God you don't understand. Hey, hey, God, I don't understand. I'm trying to do everything right, and yet I'm struggling, and I'm looking around at people that are doing everything wrong, and yet things seem to be going well for them. I, I just don't understand that, God. I just can't get my arms around that. Let me tell you, friend, God already knows how we feel. He already knows how we feel. We might as well own it. We might as well be honest with God. We need to take our religious mask off and get real. 
But no, no, we come to church and people ask us how we're doing and we say, man, I've got the world by the tail on a downhill slide, man. Oh, we say, man, if things were any better, I couldn't stand it. We say, man, I, I am blessed and highly favored, but in reality, we're dying on the inside. We're facing the darkest days of our life. Let me encourage you, simply get real with God today. Get real with God today. Take your religious mask off. Take down the facade and release your true feelings to God. David did. David did in Psalm 10 and 1. David says to God, Why do you stand afar off, O God? He said, Why do you hide in times of trouble? David said to God, Hey God, I'm too old to be playing hide and seek. Hey God, come out. Come out from wherever you are. All the, all the income free. <laughs> David said in Psalm 13 and 1, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long are you going to hide your face from me, O God? David said in Psalm 69 and 3, I am weary with my crying. I'm, I'm tired. I'm wore out with my crying. He said, he said, my throat is dry. He said, oh, he said, my eyes fail while I wait for my God. David wasn't politically correct. He didn't tiptoe through the tulips. No, he took off his religious mask. He got real with God. And I'm encouraging you today, it's all right. It's all right to release your true feelings to God. It's all right to tell God just exactly how you feel. How do you get through what you're going through? Let me suggest number three. You need to remember the faithfulness of God. Remember the faithfulness of God. How, how did David get through his ordeal with Goliath? How did he get through what he was going through? He did that, he did it by remembering the faithfulness of God. He, re, he reminisced about times in the pasture with his father's sheep. He recalled when a lion or when a bear would come into the father's flock and try and devour a little lamb. But David would pursue the lion. He would pursue the, the bear. He would club it with his shepherd's staff and he would remove the lamb from its mouth. And David said the same God that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the mouth of the bear. Uh, vice versa, he said, that, that same God, amen, will do the same for me again. I'm telling you what God has done in the past friend God is able to do in the future and he's able to do in the present. How do you get through what you're going through? Remember the faithfulness of God. Remember what he has done for you in the past and I'm telling you that he's able to do again for you in the present. Let me remind you just one more time of a thousand times when I've told you but listen, the greatest indicator of what a person will do is what he what he has done. If you ever want to know how somebody is going to do in their future, all you got to do is take a look at their past because the greatest indicator of what a person will do is what they have done. I'm asking you this morning, what has God done for you in the past? Has God been faithful to you? Has God been there for you? Was God there for you? Well, I'm telling you the greatest indicator of what someone will do, will do is what they have done. Take a peek backwards and see the faithfulness of God in your life and the God that was with you in the past is the God that will be with you in the present and the God that will continue to be with you in the future. How do you get through what you're going through? Let me just give you another suggestion. That is you need to reject unwise counsel. Reject unwise counsel. You know, people that, that just always have the answer, they just weary me. You know people like that? 
I mean, it doesn't matter what the subject. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. They, they, they're the answer, man. They got the answer. And they weary me. Let me tell you something. Not only do I not claim to have all the answers, let me tell you, I don't even claim to even understand all the questions. I have a friend of mine who's a pastor now, but when he was traveling as an evangelist, and he was a young man, he started right out of high school traveling as an, an evangelist. He's 18 years old, he's traveling, he's in a different church every Sunday morning. He goes to Sunday school, well, they expect the evangelist to have the answer. Well, he's 18 years old. And they'd ask him these theological questions, they'd ask him these deep questions, and good night, man, you know, just mess him up. So he developed something that he would do. And no matter what the question was, he would, he would pause, he'd put his hand on his chin, and he would say, but the love of God. The love of God. And then he'd get people talking about the love of God. And they'd forget about the question that they asked him that he didn't know the answer to. You know, I tried that early on in ministry, but you know what? At the age of 57 and nearly 40 years of ministry, there's still some questions I don't have the answer to. I don't fake it till I make it anymore. I've learned it's all right to say I don't know. I'll, I'll think about that. I'll pray about that. I'll research that. I'll try and find you an answer. But right now, I, I, I don't know. People that have all the answers, they, they weary me. Weary me. Let, let, let me give you some advice this morning. Let me give you some advice on, on what you need to do when a friend or when a relative uh, or a loved one is going through a tragedy or they're going through a heartache or they're going through adversity. Listen, friend, don't try and explain it. Don't try and explain it. Don't attempt to answer the why question. Let me tell you something. I hate to, I hate to let you know this, but you don't know why. You may think you know why, you might know, but you really don't know that you know why. You don't know why for sure. Let me tell you something, bad things happen to good people. Good things happen to bad people. Simply a fact of life. And things happen sometimes that we just cannot explain. Things happen sometimes that are just not logical and there is no logical explanation and only a fool would try to offer one, so don't. I'm the pastor and when I, someone dies or someone has a tragedy, well, I don't go in there and try and explain and tell them, you know, well, you know, this is this or that. or No, no. Let me tell you something, friend. The people going through it, they do not need your philosophical nor your theological explanation for their trauma. All they need is you. Well, I would go. I would go, but I don't know what to say. Please don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't try and explain it. Don't try and make sense out of it. Don't blame God, them, or the... Don't just... Don't say anything. They don't need your philosophical nor theological explanation for what they're going through. They just need you. Little girl was late coming home from school one day. This was years ago when they could actually, you know, ride a bus and not have to be met by mom on the, at the bus stop. 
or they could walk home or whatever. But a little girl was late coming home from school one day and her mother met her at the door and chastised her, uh, uh, asking for an explanation for her, for her tardiness. And the little girl says, well, mommy, she said, she said, my little, my little friend Amy, her doll was broken. So Amy's mom interrupted and said, oh, I understand. I understand, sweetheart. So you tried to, to, to help Amy fix her doll? Oh, no, replied the little girl. I just sat down with her and helped her cry. Let me tell you something, friend. We can't fix everybody's problems. We cannot fix everybody's problems. And we're not experts in every field. And we certainly do not possess all the answers. But listen, friend, we do have a shoulder for them to cry on. We can offer them compassion and understanding and support. Amen. We can take them by the hand and walk through the valley with them. How did Job get through what he was going through? One thing he did was he rejected unwise counsel. He rejected the unwise counsel of his wife. He rejected the unwise counsel of his friends who told him that he had sinned and that God was angry with him. They tried to explain what Job was going through. But he rejected their unwise counsel. Oh, they said, man, you ought to just curse God and die. There's no hope for you. Oh, but Job rejected their unwise counsel and Job got through. What he was going through. I don't need to camp here very long because I've said it many times. But friend, we need to be very, very cautious in selecting our counselors, our mentors, our advisors. Let me tell you, friend, coffee shop philosophy can get you into trouble. Amen. Amen. And let me tell you something, friend. Most people that are trying to advise you, their lives are in worse shape than yours is. Amen. It's amazing how many financial experts are bankrupt. It's amazing that the number one group of people who commit suicide are psychiatrists. Find somebody who's proven themselves successful in the area where you need help in. But better yet, oh, another name for Jesus is Counselor. Seek Him, seek His Word for counsel and for wisdom. How do you get through what you're going through? Let me suggest number five, recite faith-building scriptures. Recite faith-building scriptures. Scriptures. We need to commit to memory scriptures like Romans 8 and 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are the called according unto His purpose. We need to commit to memory scriptures like 2 Corinthians 2 and 14, which says, Thanks be to God who always leads us into triumph through Christ Jesus. And Romans 8 and 37 says, We are more than conquerors. Through Christ. My mind goes back this morning to many years ago when I was in Pampa, Texas, pastoring Calvary Assembly of God. It goes back a lot of years now. I recall a lady who went into an incredibly deep depression, 
She locked herself up in her house. She turned off all the lights. She would not answer the door. She would not answer the phone. She would talk to no one. Her husband was beside himself. He had all the paperwork ready to put her in a mental institution. This lady who was in such a deep state of depression had a very godly sister. And her sister gathered up, well, she got a grocery sack and filled the grocery sack with cassette tapes. That will tell you how long ago it was. Cassette tapes of the Bible on cassette. Praise and worship on cassette. Preaching and teaching on cassette. A whole grocery sack filled with these tapes. And she went to her sister and she sat down with her sister and she said, Sis, your husband is ready to put you in an institution. Before this happens, I want you to try something. She says, I brought you this sack full of tapes. There's the Bible on cassette. There's gospel singing on cassette. There's worship and praise on cassette. There's good preaching and good teaching on cassette. I want you to just fill your mind with the Word of God. And this lady who was on the verge of going into a mental institution Hour after hour after hour after hour, tape after tape after tape after tape of of, of praise, of worship, of the Bible, of preaching, of teaching. She put that into her mind. It got down into her spirit. And two weeks later, this lady left her house totally healed and whole. The psalmist said in Psalm 107 and 20, He sent His word and healed them. If you're going to get through what you're going through this morning, you need to fill your heart and your mind mind with the word of God. How do you get through what you're going through? Let me suggest number six this morning. Recruit faith-filled people. Recruit faith-filled people to help you. Let me tell you that I can pray for somebody else better than I can pray for myself. I have more faith for you than I have for me. In fact, when my wife is sick, I'm God's man of faith and power for the hour, man. And when my wife's sick in bed, amen, I walk by her sick bed and I lay my mighty hand on her head and I say, woman, you're healed in the name of Jesus. Get up out of that bed. Go in the kitchen and fix me something to eat. When I'm sick, I'm sick. But honey, I'm sick. Honey, do you know how bad I feel? How do you get through what you're going through? Recruit faith-filled people to pray for you. Matthew 18 and 9 said, If two of you would agree on earth as touching anything they ask, it will be done for them of my Father that is in heaven. Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 30 says that one can chase a thousand, but two, oh, two can put ten thousand to flight. Oh, let me encourage you today. Unite your faith with that of another person and see God begin to work in your life and in your situation. Amen. Get somebody on your team. Get somebody 
somebody on your side. Recruit, recruit somebody full of faith and let them help you and let them pray for you and let them stand with you. How do you get through what you're going through? Let me suggest the last one this morning. Refresh yourself with praise. Refresh yourself with praise. I'm telling you, friend, there's nothing that'll lift your spirit like praise. Psalm 8 and 2, in the original, literally says, Praise will silence the foe and the avenger. I tell you, friend, that when we're going through it, the devil, he loves to perch himself on our shoulder and he loves to whisper in our ear. Oh, he loves to say things like, you're never going to get through this. Oh, he loves to say things like, oh, you might as well give up hope. You might as well raise the white flag. You might as well throw in the towel. You might as well stay down for the count. It's all over for you. But listen, friend, we do not have to take it up. We have a powerful weapon called praise. Friend, the Bible says that the devil cannot stay in the presence of praise. The Bible The Bible says that praise will silence the foe and the avenger. Two things I want to say about praise as we finish up this morning. Let me tell you, friend, praise produces the presence of God. Praise produces the presence of God. Psalm 22 and 3 says God inhabits or He dwells or He takes up residence in the holy place where praises are offered. Did you hear the word of the Lord? Sometimes we just let it go in one ear and out the other, but the Bible says that God dwells, He inhabits, He takes up residence in the praises of His people. Listen, praise produces the presence of God. Let me ask you this morning, does God seem a million miles away from you? Does God seem a million miles away today? Amen. If God seems a million miles away from you today, you have just let me know that you have not been praising lately. You have not been praising us. Oh, because God inhabits, He dwells, He takes up residence in the praises of His people. Let me ask you this this morning, are you void of joy? Are you void of joy? Have you lost your joy? Oh, if you have, you've just told off on yourself. You've just told me you haven't been praising lately because the psalmist said in Psalm 16 and 11, in his presence is fullness of joy. Praise produces God's presence. And the second thing I want to say about praise this morning, praise is a prescription Praise is a prescription for depression. Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 3 says, To put on the garment of praise for the spirit of despair. Let me tell you, you can literally praise your way to victory. You can praise your way out of depression and you can praise your way into victory. Let me tell you something this morning. You don't have to have goosebumps and three Shondai's to praise. (laughs) Well, I just don't feel like praising. That's when you need to praise the most. That's when you need to praise the most. When you don't feel 
like praising. I promise you, when you don't feel like praising, you start praising and you still don't, you just praise until you feel like it. And if you'll praise long enough, you'll end up feeling like praising. And you'll alter your attitude 100%. Amen. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness or despair. How about Paul and Silas thrown into prison after a severe beating? Oh, what will they do? Oh, oh, will they pout or will they praise? Acts 16 and 25 at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praise songs to God. How many of you feel, think that Paul and Silas felt like praise? They're arrested falsely. They're beaten. They're thrown into a dungeon of a prison. I don't think they felt like Praising, and yet at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praise songs to God. Oh, how did Paul and Silas get through what they were going through? They refreshed themselves with praise. They literally praised their way to victory. Let me tell you this as I finish this morning. If you praise, you won't pout. But if you pout, you won't praise. We can get the worship team back in place this morning. Worship team back in place this morning, please. How do you get through what you're going through? Oh, pastor, I'm up against it. Oh, oh, pastor, I'm going through a difficulty. I'm going through a a heartache. I'm going through a struggle. I'm going through adversity. Oh, oh, how how in the world am I going to get through what I'm going through? Well, I've given you seven suggestions this morning. Number one is simply remind yourself. This situation is temporary. Release your true feelings to God. Go ahead and take your religious mask off. Go ahead and tell God how you really feel. Remember the faithfulness of God. Remember the time when you were in battle before and God was there for you. Remember when you were walking through the last valley but how God was there with you. How God took you by the hand and led you through. Reject unwise counsel. Be careful who you hang out with. Be careful who you allow to speak into your life. Especially in difficult times. Oh, recite faith-filled scriptures. Whatever you're going through, search the scripture and see what the scripture says about that particular situation. Write those scriptures out. Place them on the mirror. Or better yet, place them on the refrigerator where you go quite often. Recruit faith-filled people to help you. You're down. You're discouraged. Your faith is down. You don't have faith for yourself oftentimes. You need a friend. You need a loved one. You need a pastor. You need need someone that can unite their faith with yours. You need somebody, amen, that has faith to help you climb your mountain or go through. then just refresh yourself. Refresh yourself with praise. Just start loving and praising. Friend, if you pout, you'll never praise. But if you praise, you'll never pout. I'm telling you this morning, better yet, God is telling someone here today, you can get through. 
stand with me in his presence today? Hallelujah. Father, I just pray today that you'll take this word this morning. Father, this word that I feel is directed for someone individually here this morning, maybe several someone's here this morning. God, they may be going through it. Lord, they may be up against it this morning. They may be discouraged. Oh, despondent. Oh, oh, they may even be thinking about quitting. Maybe they even think about throwing in the towel. Maybe they're even thinking about staying down for the cap. But oh, God, let faith rise in their heart today. God, at least enough faith to reach out to someone else to help them get through what they're going through. I'm going to open this altar this morning. If you're going through a difficulty in your life, You need God to help you get through whatever it is you're going through. I'm not going to name what it might be. The list would be too long. But if you need to get through what you are going through this morning, I'm going to open the altar. I want you just to step out of your seat right now and walk down here and stand here this morning. Amen. And let God help you. Let God love on you. Let God strengthen you. Let God minister to you this morning. God bless you. Thank you this morning. Others will come. Others will come this morning. Don't worry about what everybody else is thinking. Those that are thinking something, they are the ones that need to be down here anyway. The fact of the matter is we've all walked this aisle many, many times. We've all had to reach out for help many times. This is your time to reach out. This is your time to let someone help you and walk you through your difficulty and your situation today. God bless you. Amen. Don't just sit there. Keep coming. Keep coming this morning. I'm going through it this morning. I, I need God to get me through what I'm going through this morning. Oh, I'd love to be able to tell you that God always gets you out. But oftentimes, even as he did with the three Hebrew children, he didn't get them out, but he got them through. And when he got them through their fiery trial, the Bible says that they didn't even smell like smoke from the fire that they had gone through. I'm telling you that God can get you so far through and so thoroughly through this morning that when you are through, you're not even going to smell like the situation. You're not even going to look like. You're not even going to feel like or act like anything about that situation. That's how much victory the Lord is able to give you this morning. I'm going to wait about 30 more seconds this morning. I need to get through what I'm going through. If that's you this morning, I want you to come. Let God minister to you this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right, can we have two faith-filled men to stand with each one of these men today and a faith-filled woman of God that will stand with Adina this morning and help them, help them to get through what they're going through today. Huh? You don't offer them some lame excuse or reason. You don't even have to ask them what it is. Just, just, just be there. They just need you. They just need your prayer. They just need your love. They just need your affection. They just need your help today. Oh, help them today get through what they're going through. The altars are open. I'd like everyone to come. Please, nobody's standing where you're at. Everybody